0: The Go podcast presented by Mint Sports. Siebs, how are you, mates? I'm good, Tom. Seemed like the Knights hit the wall, didn't they? They've been up for a while now, 10 in a row, but uh, I'll tell you what, they got punched in the face on the weekend.
1: They did, mate. They, they hit the wall, but I think um, we've got to give some credit to the Warriors. They absolutely exploded that first 20 minutes. Um, you know, for mine, they seem like a team that have just done what they had to do for the last six to eight weeks, and, and they've been waiting for this, and, and they certainly exploded.
0: I gave the Knights a real chance. I I, I tipped them. I thought that they were going to win, um, but in hindsight, the 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 signs were on the the writing was on the wall last week, wasn't it? With that Raiders game, defensively, they've probably slipped off a little bit. And if this was mid-season, you'd be saying, "Oh, this was a good win for the Knights. They needed this, a bit of a wake-up call." But unfortunately for them, that's it.
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. I mean, look, the Knights have probably well at the start of the year. This is around where we. Probably thought they'd be bottom of the eight. Then where they've come from, they've essentially overachieved in my opinion. So I I don't think they'll be too disappointed when the dust settles and they reflect back on the year. Um, You know, I did say to you a couple of weeks ago. I just thought that whoever had to go and play the Warriors in New Zealand for that that home semi, they were really um, you know facing an uphill battle because that crowd just would have been insane. At times on on Saturday, you couldn't hear the commentators. So it, it was a ridiculous
0: atmosphere. The Warriors, like you said, were really good. Sean Johnson back. I, I'll tell you what, though. I, I don't think Sean Johnson necessarily won them this game. Their forwards were outstanding. And they does it Does it show you how far away they are from Penrith? Or do you think that they just clearly stepped up this week? Because last week, they just got bullied.
1: Two things. I, I Honestly, I think some of the victories Penrith have had during the year have made teams you know, go away and second-guess themselves and reflect about where they're at as a footy side and, and probably be a bit down in the dumps. But in reality, Penrith are that much better than the majority of the other teams in the comp. I don't think the Warriors were that bad. And I know this might sound silly. I think they turned up defeated in that game against Penrith. Well, I don't think they honestly believe that they were a chance. So they just went through the motions, did what they had to do, and um, were waiting for, for this.
0: how did did the Warriors beat Brisbane? Obviously they don't have that home crowd advantage and all of those Warriors players grew a leg in front of that New Zealand crowd and they were clearly behind them. I read an article over the weekend and it was from a New Zealand paper and obviously the All Blacks aren't going as well as what they would have liked in the Rugby World Cup at the moment and the headline read has Rugby League overtaken Rugby Union as our number one sport and I thought to myself, well that's probably not true, but the fact that they're yeah. even riding that yeah. is quite remarkable. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah they definitely, mate. In no way in the world. like you know, In, in Auckland, um, North Ireland, rugby, rugby league is always going to be big. But in Auckland, to be fair, it probably is bigger than rugby. But the rest of the country is nowhere near it. So um, I, I just think I, I need to be really clear here. It's very obvious that I, I don't have much time for the Broncos. I don't like them. I've never liked them. Um, they can win the comp and I'll still be negative about it. So I'm just putting that out there now. However, like, to, to be fair and give credit where credit's due, they've done unreal. And, and the team that they've got, and I know we'll talk more about it, but the team that they've got, everyone knew three or four, well, sorry, anyone with half a brain knew three or four years ago that they were going to be a good side eventually. They just needed to mature. They just needed to play games and mature. You know, that the, the Broncos can obviously beat the Warriors and they can give Penrith a massive fright. They're so athletic, they're so fast. But I honestly believe, and this is nothing to do with my Brisbane hate, um, I think the Warriors will get it. I really do. The, the Ford pack is the thing for mine that that can do it. Sean Johnson, I know you said that it wasn't Sean Johnson that won on the game. You know, blokes like Adamson or Blake were unbelievable. Todd Harris was unbelievable. But Sean Johnson, mate, some of the stuff he did last week was just A plus. It was it was electric. The way he was um, he was isolating his defender, he had options, he had his second rower and his center, you know, inside outside shoulder of of the three in. So, you know, that's gonna be um, on the weekend that will be Ezra Mann. So they'll be targeting him. And then with Charms out the back, it's the speed that Charms is showing definitely confirms for me that he was carrying an injury for a couple of years because he seems like he's back, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, it does. And the biggest thing that stuck out for me with the Warriors was their discipline. They're, they were very, very good as, as far as the little one percenters against Newcastle. And and I actually don't think Newcastle were that bad. I thought that they did a tremendous job to be only down by, what, two tries at half time, considering they only had one set in the first yeah. 15 minutes. Um, but it was just well, the mate, fact that they were on.
1: I- Sorry to interrupt, but after 11 minutes, wasn't it something ridiculous like four play-the-balls Is all they
0: had had? Yes. Yeah. So you know, you're know you not going to win many games of footy like that. And I, I remember a, a game earlier in the year it was Manly versus Brisbane, and Manly had no ball in the first half. They had, I think they might have completed six sets in the first half and were totally blown away. I think it might have been 20-0 at time. And so for the Knights to stay in that game and only be down by 12, I thought they did a really good job. But
1: yeah, they did. But momentum also swung. Like The Knights in the second part of that first half did get a lot of possession. So it did even up a bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the Knights were really competitive in the second half. Uh, but but it's just the yeah. fact that there, there are some times and you got the feeling from when the Knights dropped the ball in the first set. You just knew that it was going to be the Warriors' day. And I, I've been known to have some pretty bad early crows throughout the year, but... You just got that gut feeling that the Warriors were on that
1: day. Oh, for sure, mate. It was just a wave of momentum, and they um, they executed everything. as you said earlier, their completions were were unbelievable. Their execution was spot on. You know, Johnson had that touch of that magic that he's had all year, and yeah, they, they didn't look like losing. And to be fair, like you know, as you said, the Knights hung on. They hung on. It could have easily been twenty four thirty nil. The Warriors did have um, a couple of blokes held up and bombed a try themselves in that first 20. So, you know, 16-0, I think it was, and that was nowhere near a true reflection of the dominance. But, yeah, the Knights, they won 10 games in a row for a reason or nine games in a row for a reason, and they showed that ability to, to hang tough, hang tough, hang in there and try and get themselves back in the game.
0: Do you buy the Knights as a finals team next year?
1: Um. If Calum Ponga plays like he has this year, then yeah, I do. I think they've got um, a big, big gap in the halves, which, you know, I I don't know. If we look back at the nine in a row, well, yeah, yeah, they beat a couple of good teams. But if we reflect properly, and I know we will at the end of the year, we're going to go through and have a chat about each side. You know, maybe they did beat up on a couple of ordinary sides and all of a sudden won one or two games. But... They weren't entitled to win, and it looked a bit better than, than reality. Yeah, they should be around seventh or eighth, mate, next year. But it all depends on Ponga.
0: What they would give for a full year of Jaden Braley is is a loss. Oh,
1: definitely. they definitely, mate. He's a big loss. And and again, we've had this discussion off off the pod before. And look, Tyson Gamble and and Hastings, they they try their hard out, and you know Hastings goes okay, sees the ship, but they're not. And he ties into the, the Willie Mason comments. Now, it, they're not they're not elite half. They're not top eight half. You know? I think Willie Mason, the, the comments that he's made, the way he's carried on is embarrassing. He's meant to be a mentor for, for young players. And, you know, they're meant to look up to him. And, and he's meant to be guiding young blokes at the dogs. And then he turns around and he wants to sink the boot into a young bloke at the Knights having a crack. I don't think he's wrong with what he says. It's just how he's gone about it and how he said it.
0: Well, it it would be one thing to bag a Cody Walker if Cody Walker had a bad game cuz you know Cody Walker's obviously got the pedigree of an elite half but you know to bag Tyson Gamble I mean please it's like it's like
1: it's, oh, like, it's, an sh- easy
0: it's like shooting the baby goat like it's 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 a nothing like who who are you trying that, to impress here
1: That's right mate and that's the problem with the way he went about it because what he said is right it is it's it's just the way he went about it the way he carried on it, it just I think more
0: people are going to like um and gamble than they did before after it. so Oh, no doubt. Was- no doubt. And um, uh, we'll move on to the Roosters and Storm game. I felt sick to my stomach watching this game because the Storm, to me, were clearly the better team in this game for at least 70 minutes. And the fact that they couldn't ice that game was so frustrating to watch. Their attack is just miserable without Jerome Hughes. I've said this before. I really do think Jerome Hughes is the most important person in the Melbourne team. Without him, they just fall to pieces. And to watch that game against the Roosters, who I can't even believe that they got to this point, but on the verge of winning and probably probably should have won in the end to be up by one with a minute to go, then uh, I found it pretty embarrassing by Melbourne and gives me no confidence in them next week.
1: I oh, mean, look, Melbourne just uh, Melbourne it, it, they are what they are. If that makes sense, so look, they're not they're not going to win the comp. They're they're not going to. I can't see. Well, unless someone gets sent off, I can't see them beating Penrith. I can't see them getting within twelve or sixteen of Penrith. So, yeah, I think it's just another amazing coaching job by Bellamy to get them to the final four again. Because realistically, their squad as a whole, if you look at their their thirty, it's not it's not that impressive. They've got three or four stars. They've got a half a dozen blokes who go okay, and the rest are uh, pretty average first graders, in, in my opinion. So I think that, you know, and again, they've always gone with the top-heavy um, approach with throw most of your money into three or four elite players and then fill pieces around it. But, look, I just think that they're where they're going to finish is probably a little bit better than... Been par for them. I think it's a great coaching job from Bellamy, and you know, if they if they did lose on the weekend, the way they lost and who they lost to would have been a big question for me. But if they fell out of you know the, the finals contention in the second week, to the side that they've got, I would have said, well, that's you know fair enough. That's where they've lost.
0: He knows Craig Bellamy. He, Craig Bellamy knows that he does not have a premiership winning team at Melbourne right now. He he knows because. They're they're looking to go after people like Tino, looking to go after Payne Haas. Yeah. Hey, they know that they're definitely one quality middle short, and and an impact middle too. Like like I messaged you the other day about Alex Twil going to possibly going to Melbourne. Um, and that's not a that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just something I've made up. I was just flirting the idea, and you pushed back and said, no, nah, no, nah, it's an impact for them. They may need, and I was like, one hundred percent. That is so correct. When Nelson goes off the field they fall to bits and the the middle is so loose without Nelson there and they've got no punch whatsoever. It's not like they've got two star back rollers like an Kawatu and a Kikau. You know, Katoa yeah. is doing a really good job, but he's very young and and Trent Liero is just, yeah, he, he's a worker. He's a worker. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they've got, got no punch.
1: That's right. And they've got six or seven twice. Who blokes who just do their jobs? They're no frills. They get through their work. They get through their their meters. Every now and again, they'll find an offload. But yeah, they just need something explosive. Um, and again, this is probably the wrong type of person. But uh, a Pengo Junior, like you know, if he gets into Bellamy system and, and buys in. That type of player, they can just explode and create havoc. But yeah, you know, obviously he's he's gone.
0: Yeah. Well, th- that's why they bought Tarek Sims. Like seriously, they they needed a, a punch from a middle forward, and you know Tarek's, he obviously didn't cost a lot, and he's going towards the yeah. back end of his career. But they, I'd imagine that they thought if they can just get twenty five to thirty minutes a game out of him, just coming off the bench, and that that might fill a hole there because they they're really lacking that that impact middle at the moment. And Nelson is worth his weight in gold at the moment. Whatever they signed him for, it's unders.
1: It, I agree, mate. He's um he's certainly getting better and better. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how long he's locked up for, but whatever four it is, four
0: years for next year.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, so but it's worth every cent. And going back to the the Tarek um buy, well, like you said, he's not on much money, so it is what what, what it is. He's getting um, well, Melbourne are getting an experienced bloke, a little bit of leadership. Each a few of those young blokes, what it's like to be a a professional. But he, he hasn't got the punch that he used to have. He hasn't had it for a few years, so you know, they, they need to find someone on the market, where, even if they go to England and, and sniff around. Um, otherwise, I just think, like you said, they're, they're just lacking something to put themselves back into grand final contention.
0: There's not many of those forwards around, is there? And, you know, Parramatta basically went to the grand final off the back of two of them last year. And the there, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of those impact middles around. Like, there's probably seven in the comp that, and, you know, people like Tal Malolo, like, Tal Malolo in his day was the best forward I've ever seen. Now, definitely not the player. So you, you only get about a five-year window with these guys.
1: Yeah, definitely, mate. And, and like you said, there's, well, the, the final four sides that are that are floating around, well, Brisbane's got um, Payne Haas. You know, you could argue Carrigan is, is similar as well. Um Adam Fanor Blake at the Warriors. Well, Penrith's got about four of them, and, um, and and the Storm. Well, realistically, they've only got Nelson. I mean, who uh, he he looked like he was heading that way for a, a couple of years, like he was right on the edge of exploding to an elite forward, but he just hasn't quite got there, has he?
0: No, no, and like Christian, He's a good C- Christian Welch is is not the type of player I'm talking about here because I, I definitely think every team could use a Christian Welch. But, I agree. But, you know, like if you look at the Broncos, they've got Pat Carrigan there. Well, he, he's not well, a he's not he, a Flagler and, and Haas type player.
1: Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I forgot Flagler at the Broncos as well. Look, and to be fair to Christian Wells, who's had a great career, well just Pat Carrigan's just a better version of of him, isn't he?
0: Yep, hundred percent. Better, younger, faster. Yeah. And <sighs> so
1: but I all, all that being said, mate, you you your team is the Melbourne Storm yeah, we don't hide the fact of, of who we support. Um, you, you're in a prelim; anything can happen. You know, uh, Cleary does a hammy, or someone you know Fisher Harris gets sent off for, for <laughs> cleaning someone up. Anything can happen. You know, you, you 80 minutes away from a grand final.
0: Of of course,
1: but if Cameron Munster explodes, <laughs> and he can do it. We can do it.
0: Of course, but I I think that so many things have to go right for Melbourne. So many. And we saw earlier in the year down at Melbourne, no cleary. Melbourne had yeah. a full strength team. They're up 14 nil, coming out of the blocks, yeah. exploding. And, red, and yeah, got, red got belted. Like it, yeah. it it actually defies belief. Like who who comes back against the storm team that night and even is competitive? Like they were just so on. I remember I remember talking to you at the time going, Geez, this is this is impressive stuff. And then Penrith just shifted into gears and they were leading at half time let alone the 14 points like forget that they were leading at half time and then went on to just cruise away in the second half so look obviously things can happen any given sunday but i just think so much has to go right for melbourne they need to they need to try a couple like like they need a couple of steals in opposition territory they need they need so much to happen because Penrith are going to suffocate them, and we spoke to Andrew last week from the Rugby League Eye Test. Penrith will suffocate Melbourne. There's no doubt about that. Pen- uh, Melbourne do not have the forward pack to get out of their own 40 on a consistent basis. So, it's going to take something special. Um, but uh, and uh, look, I'll be very surprised if Penrith aren't in a fourth Grand Final in a row because it, it, it's yeah, just and remarkable.
1: Just that alone is is impressive, isn't it? Like. You know, to put themselves in this position year after year, there's only been a few sides over the last 30 years that have done it. And, you know, we spoke spoke about Melbourne and and the dynasty they had. Before that, um, the Roosters were in four in a row. Brisbane played two or three in a row. Um, Go back to the Raiders, played three in a row. Parra played four in a row in the 80s. So there's these dynasty teams that pop up every decade. But if you go back and have a look at the record... is the only one that won three in a row. So unless Penrith wins this year and and goes three in a row and three from the last four, no one will really remember it because you speak about that Roosters dynasty of the early 2000s. They played four grand finals in a row, and I reckon a lot of people forget that because they they only won one of them.
0: Yeah. Yep, you're right. Sorry,
1: it wasn't four in a row. I tell a lie. It was four out of five.
0: Four out of five, Yep.
1: Four out of five, but still, that's you know, to get to four out of five is amazing. But they only won one.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're tough to win, and uh, and we, seriously. Sorry,
1: Matt, before we move on, would you agree? Out of the four sides remaining, Penrith could be ordinary and still win, and still beat the other four, three teams. Absolutely. Whereas I, I personally believe all three of those sides could beat Penrith. But they would have to be perfect, and Penrith have
0: got to be off. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I think it will take a massive shock for Penrith to lose the grand final this year. I just think, and and it, I, I thought this before last week's chat with Andrew, but and that that chat was just so good, uh, and he is a genius. Um, but that talking to him just confirmed everything that you think about Penrith, the way that they, the way they suffocate you, and the, their match up against the Broncos, I'm fascinated in because on on the stats that Andrew puts out, it actually favours Penrith so much. So Broncos are the third worst team of starting their sets. Penrith are the best line speed team. So that nullifies the Broncos' strength. So the Broncos' strength of their forward pack, getting them out of their own end, Penrith, that is that is their strength. So it almost nullifies that. And they're going to be playing the game sort of between the Broncos' 10 metre line and Penrith's 40. So the g- whole game might be played there. So... I just think it's... um...
1: Oh, look, they they both need to get there first. Rugby League is littered with grand finals where the two best sides don't make it. They get bounced in the prelim. I think... I'm sure last week you said it. History says that... or I can't remember. I saw the stat. History says that every year, only one of the um, top two sides or one of the two teams that go straight to the prelim final make the gf they go at 53 percent so you know statistically one of these sides will not make it yep
0: yep the like, like i said crazy things have happened before i i was stunned a couple of years ago when uh the storm lost in a prelim to penrith um i i can't remember what happened i think that was the game where dylan edwards was in a moon boot he had cleary injured luai was injured um, and Melbourne lost that prelim game. I'm not sure if you remember that it was the first year without Smith, but that absolutely blew me away that they lost that game. But uh, it was at Suncorp during the COVID year, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. But um, the, uh, look, crazy things yeah, can happen.
1: That, that, and it's, there's been plenty of plenty of things. You know, we go back and 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 pull out a number of different years where the best two teams all year don't make the GF. But yeah, I, I think they're the favourite at the moment. The bookies that have them as the favourite. I just don't think that the yeah I don't think those two teams are going to play each other in the GF.
0: Final topic, was the Roosters' season a success?
1: Not a chance. No way in the world. No way. They should be anything less than this weekend is a failure for them this year. With the squad that they put together, the 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 way that they spruiked their signings, um, the way they went into the season. If, yeah the fact that they're not in the last four sides they've underachieved
0: I've heard a lot of people saying that it's, a, it's it is a success because of where they were 10 weeks ago well that's exactly why it's not a success because they should never have been in that position to start with
1: exactly mate that was a, it was a seriously um, this is one of those years where the competition was just asking for a team to step up to play tenth in the GS yeah and, and at the moment, Brisbane and, and New Zealand are the only two teams that have taken, you know, realistically, who have grabbed that opportunity. Melbourne are where they always are. So they've, they've made the pre- prelim. Melbourne always make the prelim. So, you know, they've done what they always do. Those other two teams have taken their opportunity. Roosters didn't.
0: One shining light for the Roosters. God, I thought Lindsay Collins elevated himself this year to just a whole other level. He has become one of the premium front rowers in the game, and I thought he was outstanding again on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I agree, mate. He's he's been unreal. I thought he was good last year. Um, Yeah, probably the last two years he's been good. And then he's been getting better and better. He started the year well without really standing out or me noticing him a great deal. And then all of a sudden, after the the big Origin series he had, he has been one of the best props. He'd be... would it be fair to say he's been one of the top five props?
0: That's right. When you take into account State of Origin as well?
1: Exactly right, yeah. the State of Origin series was excellent. Um, and he's just been getting better and better and better. Where a lot of blokes, you know, he's not a young man anymore. He's probably 26, I reckon 27 now. So, yep. Yep. yeah, he has matured. And, but a lot of people who have their first massive Origin series like he had, they'll often fall away a little bit just because of how draining it must be for for someone to get through that six weeks of
0: their life. Yeah, absolutely. And he was he was one of their best on the weekend, Lindsay Collins, and I I hope he has another big year next year. Seems that'll be just about do it from us this week. I'll That'd catch you next week, eh? Hey?
1: Tom, just before we go. Yep. Grand final what is it? Who you, who have you got?
0: Oh, I'm pretty confident it'll be Brisbane Penrith. And I look I'm 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 just really confident Penrith win the Grand Final. I I think that um the the most confident I've ever been for a grand final like through the year was twenty seventeen with the Melbourne Storm team. Uh, they that was the year they beat the Cowboys in the grand final. That's the most confident I've ever been of a grand final. And I I, I thought it in July. I thought they're just going to win the comp. But yeah. the I'm 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 almost at that level with Penrith here. I just think that they are just a matchup nightmare for all three of these teams.
1: I think um, I think you're right about Penrith. I've got Penrith to win well. I think they'll win by 13 plus. Yep. And I've got the upset. My upset is, and it's nothing to do with the Brisbane situation where I always like to bag them. (laughs) At the end of the day, my nephew plays for Brisbane. I want him to have a blinder every week. (laughs) However, I I honestly think that New Zealand are going to get them.
0: Yep. They might do. They might do and it'll be impressive to watch. Steve's good to talk to you. Thanks, mate. You're listening to the 60 a podcast presented by Mint Sports, and that is full-time.